Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. Thank you for subscribing and for rating the show on Apple Podcasts and for sharing with your friend, for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your kids. Actually, don't tell your kids. Don't do that one. Um, tell your cousins. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. We're back another week. I feel like... I feel like we just chatted. I feel like we've been uh, we've been at this a little, a little while, guys. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have Sweet Hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about, uh, well, this week we're going to talk about music, actually. We usually we talk about video games. And if you want to be on the show uh, or part of it, you can tweet at me, at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Nanoverse is the guest. We'll get to this in just a, a quick moment. Um, but it has been a good week. I don't know. Hopefully, are you guys good? I hopefully, hopefully you guys are, are doing all right over there. I just got off a recording, uh, with Court and Matt over at Assemble XP and spent my Friday evening kind of chatting about Xbox and had a great time over there. And so make sure to follow me on Twitter and I will share everything over there. But man, it feels like Things are are clicking for me right now. I I was feeling not so great over the last little while. You guys have heard this. I'm feeling better now. Um, I'm playing games, which is man. I will celebrate that. I, like I know what I want to play when I sit down to play. I'm playing it. Tales of Arise. I am nearly completed. And um, Ryan Turford and I will be doing a little something something over on the Xbox Drive, probably on the PlayStation Drive, probably also on the RPG Cave. We'll kind of do a a bit of a review discussion on that game as a co for me was provided by by Bandai Namco and Ryan Ryan picked up the game on his own but uh, I have got to talk about this game you guys have maybe heard me talk a little bit about it on the Xbox drive but we're gonna do a deep dive and also probably a spoiler cast on this because it, it demands to be spoiled it demands to be talked about but we'll do our our review will of course be spoiler free so look forward to that man and what a day so this morning on Friday as I record this, Ryan and I, uh, we recorded a little something something, a little special exclusive uh, content that we do once a month for the patrons at the $3 tier and up over at patreon.com slash Capri. And it was a bit of a, a peek behind the curtain, some behind the scenes talk about how we run the Patreon, some of the things that we've got in the in in, in the pipeline, I guess, is that the, the way to say it? Like things that are coming and um, just how we approach the whole thing. And I just always appreciate that. Ryan and I, on a weekly basis, we do the Xbox drive together. But, you know, these um, these monthly chats that we have for the patrons, it's just kind of nice just to. I don't know, escape from just the usual stuff and we get to chat about other stuff. So if you're the pay, a patron at $3 plus, make sure that you go check that out. And if you're not a patron, then go ahead and sign up. Patreon.com slash Capri is where you do that. And I want to quickly give a quick thank you to everybody over there, nearly 70 patrons over at patreon.com slash Capri. And I want to give a special thank you to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. And by the way, there's a link in the show notes for you to join the team that I am on right now, which is the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. I want you with me. So click the link, join the team, fundraise for the kids. Um, and our our other our third Capremium producer, Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash PM Entertainment. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and all of our amazing gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes, and our newest patron, 
Andrew Watson. Welcome aboard, Andrew. Thank you so much. And um, today's guest, actually, speaking of Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Mr. Nasty Boots reached out to me to say, hey, uh, there's this dude. He goes by uh, Nanoverse. I think you guys would really hit it off. I think you should have him on the show. One of the perks that the Gold Members Plus get is you get to kind of skip to the front of the line. You can just get on the show. So it's a a perk that we offer to all of our patrons at the $10 level and up. And uh, Nasty Boots was like, he can take my spot. So that's kind of how today's episode happened. And for anybody who, you know, maybe you guys have have gotten a little tired of me talking about video games so much. uh, You're in luck because we're going to talk about music this week, you guys. And with Nanoverse, we're going to talk about, man, if you like Metallica, if you like some metal music, we're going to we're gonna get into it. It's a different kind of conversation this week, so I hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I hope that you enjoyed my chat last week with, with Will Key. I'm still buzzing about that, man. I'm really happy with the way that one turned out. This is a completely different episode that I, I hope you guys enjoy the variety. I think that's kind of everything I wanted to tell you guys. Assemble XP, I wanted to tell that, you tell you that. Tales of Arise, uh, I wanted to tell you that. I think I wanted to uh, give a little bit of a hint that if I haven't already somewhere along the lines, I'm sure I've, I, I've said this, but I think Metroid is going to happen for me. Um, immediately after recording this, I'm going to probably turn on my Nintendo Switch and be irresponsible <laughs> and probably buy a bunch of games because just because they're on sale and I'm an idiot. So so there's that. Anyway, um, I don't think I'm going to waste any more time here, guys. Uh, please, if you can, support us at patreon.com slash Capri. But otherwise, let's get into my chat with Nanoverse. Like I said, Mr. Nasty Boots, he connected us. We're going to talk about music. All the links to support Nanoverse, all the, all the, all the things are in the show notes. So um, go click all the things. Please support Nanoverse. I had a great time talking to Tony. So here he is, Nanoverse. When you're playing with your kids, you pass the controller to them, and then they're like, "Look, Dad, this is your favorite part. Here, you grab it." You, and oh I'll do, no like, way! Stuff, you know, like tell me about yeah. your kids. Like, how many kids do you have? Like, what do you? What's that? Story I about? have, I have three daughters. Oh so wow! Oh snap! I got, I got started early, man. I got yeah. started. Did uh, you? Too early, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they're they're awesome, man. Three girls. Uh, two of them are well. One's turning fifteen next month. Whoa. Yeah, you're a yeah. young guy, man. <laughs> okay, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I started sense. early. When I say I started early. I started early, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's literally like the girl version of me. Yeah. Uh, she's she's starting out the firstborn. She's 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 even picking up the guitar and everything. Awesome. Uh, my my stepdaughter, she also picked up her, uh, the guitar by me. I got her like a little acoustic, so she's mm-hmm. kind of learning some chords and things like that. The little one, I did the test. I gave her the guitar. I was like, all right, daddy's going to show you some basics. Yeah. She sat there for five minutes. She's like. Just nothing. Hey, she's too young. How I, old? I, I How would, old? The little one is uh, eight. So. Okay, and so even at eight, like, because my kids are, my, my son is four, my daughter will be three next month, and okay. I'm like, okay, I don't, like, I don't know, like, at what point do you, like, you know, hand them something and kind of make that call? I don't know, man, because yeah. I've seen a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of, like, people that I admire, like, Jojo Mayer supposedly started when he was, like, I think, like, five years old, four yeah. years old, he's a, he's a drummer, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he started super, super young, but when you see him play, you understand why, like, right. you can tell that he was, like, trained professionally probably mm-hmm. from a very very young age and and it clicked for him yeah uh for me like for instance like if i go back to how i got into music i always had like music in my head and everything like that and whatever and i was very very passionate about it but um for me 
um, it didn't start till I started listening to like American rock music. You yeah. Because I was I grew up with a lot of Hispanic and some like you know like pop music. You know mm. like the commercial stuff that we grew up with in the nineties. But like in the mid nineties, uh, one of my older cousins just started like I would go to his house, we play video games, whatever, and he would turn on the radio. Yeah. And there'd be Pearl Jam playing, Metallica, yeah. Yeah. you know, like Stone Temple Pilots, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, we're like, best friends. Oh, man, like, oh, what is God. this? Yeah, like, what <laughs> yeah. is this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never heard this before. And it, yeah. like, it, like, lit my brain, like, yeah. on fire. Do you remember how you know? old you were when that, because well, I remember the first time I heard, like, Nirvana, like, that was, I was a little young for it. Like, or at least mm-hmm. I hadn't, like, and whether or not it's the age or, like, my musical maturity, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't quite right. there yet. And honestly, like, that's <laughs> me for most of the bands that I ended up, like, loving. Like, first time I heard System of a Down, I'm like, this is trash. And I ended up just, like, really? loving. First time I heard it. First time I heard it. Like, on a lot okay, of stuff. Okay. And eventually, it just kind of, like, I don't know what it was. I think it was, like, friends who were into it who just kind of, like, you couldn't escape it. And at some right. point, I started laughing at metal music. Where I'm like, oh, this is outrageous. Like, uh, man, the this, this scream and Cemetery Gates, like, that's hilarious to me. Yeah, And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, damn, I actually love this solo. I think this solo might be my favorite solo You know solo what? Of all that, time. That's actually hilarious. Um, my, my best friend from middle school, right, Chris, he um, – it had the same impact on him. I, mm-hmm. I when I met him, I was already starting to like start my CD collection. You know, mm-hmm. I had ten from Pearl Jam. Oh, I had it. Yield, uh, Binaural. I had a bunch of discs. You know, like a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. my Metallica collection was increasing and everything. And in the beginning, it was like he'd always come to my house after school. That was our routine because we used mm-hmm. to play baseball together. So he'd come by, we'd hang out, you know, and right after school, and then grab our gloves and go outside and throw the ball around till it got dark. That was yeah. our that was our thing. Um, but I'd always listen to music. I'd always have the music playing when he'd come to my house. He's like, yeah. dude, turn this off, man. Because he was into like hip hop and Wu-Tang and all that stuff. You know, like, he was mm-hmm. into like the, the more of the hip hop stuff. Yeah. And he'd come over here, the metal. He didn't like it. Then yeah. like a month later, he caught the bug and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was like it just took him over like overnight, you know. So I was Except like, I was oh. never the guy who said, like, turn this off. Like I could, mm. I could, li- I could like, like I, I would maybe just too shy to say like turn this oh, off. Yeah? Like I would just go like I don't like that. I was like this yeah, yeah, quiet yeah. kid in the yeah, back. He, he's kind of a he was kind of a dick, so that's why he'd be like yeah, you know like <laughs> yeah, turn this off, turn this off. But I wouldn't turn it off. I'd yeah. just be like dude, just learn to like it. You'll watch. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I would have <laughs> And been, then of yeah. course it caught on. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's funny too because there was a lot of that like you're either into rock or rap. Like there was definitely like two sides of the school. Oh God, I remember that. that. I was like, right? why can't you just like both or I like know. whatever you want? I was always a kid that thought like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. why do I have to be like in this far corner over here? That makes way too I- much sense, man. Yeah, just, I was the one kid who like, I middle. liked Aerosmith, like in like grade seven. I was like nineteen. I was in grade seven around nineteen ninety seven. I'm like into Aerosmith and like Bon Jovi and stuff like this. And yeah. I'm like, what the heck is that about? And everybody else is like, that's when like the you know the east east coast west coast stuff was just like the best that it ever was. You know, true. like on the true. rap side. Yeah, that's it. true. Mm-hmm. Did um did you ever see um Gremlins the uh, the second one? No, the one in New York. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That movie has an awesome soundtrack. It, I don't think I've got ever a, noticed. Okay, I it's check got it a out. bunch. It's got a bunch of metal uh, tracks in there. I, I think Slayer's in there. Faith oh No More's God. in there. Slayer like, is one that I really had to like laugh at first. Like it's just yeah. beyond. It's, it is over. It's over the top. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I get it. You know, yeah. like it's not really my cup of tea, but I do admire like certain aspects of their music. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I'm I'm more of a if I had to choose out of all the metal bands, I would uh, for sure Metallica easily. Yeah, yeah. Easily. like when you talk about like the the, the big four kind of thing. Yeah, like the like, big four. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. It, 
easily Metallica. There is um, a there is a movie I think everybody should check out, even if people are into it or not. I think like a Headbanger's Journey. I think what that it was like a main title, something a Headbanger's Journey. It's this guy out of um, University of British Columbia. He was this big metalhead who was actually kind of smart and he majored in anthropology. Which, uh, but then he 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 did his PhD in like metal studies, and he kind of developed like this really interesting. Uh, oh, I know which movie you're talking about. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it has like yeah, this family yeah. tree of like genres of metal and he kind of goes into like the origins of it all. And I think right. that that's really interesting if you're into music, but then also just take like taking that approach. Sometimes I think about that with like podcasts as well. Like right. who were sort of like the big four, like if you think about like Black Sabbath and it's like you can't make up a, a riff that they hadn't done. You know, and like, mm-hmm. there's probably that within like the podcast world as well, or in the video game world, there's like this, this origin. And then everybody kind of like splits off and like, where do you get into like the, the metal core version of, you know, whatever it is for video games. I feel like there's like this family tree and all these things. There's a, there's a genetic code to it, you know? That I honestly, that's literally what it is. I mean, because if you think about, about just like the music that we admire, it, it came from somewhere. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. uh, it didn't just like like the guitar player was just sitting in his room by himself no he was probably practicing and doing stuff but he was probably jamming to stuff also listening yeah, to man. his style of music that was like influencing him at the time mm-hmm. that that i can definitely say that for myself i've i'm at four albums right now yeah. so the the first ones literally you can tell what i was listening to and yeah. i was just listening to a lot of like the um i don't know if you're familiar with the genre but like the the stuff that's going on with like the synth wave stuff kind of mm-hmm. like the retro throwback yeah. stuff that's going on mm-hmm. it's been going on for uh, for a couple years now and i got into it but it was kind of like a nostalgia trip for me sure. because i was uh when i had my daughter like i knew uh, what my firstborn like I knew for a fact, I was like, okay, she's gonna grow up with everything I grew up with easily. Yeah, like yeah. so, we I rewatched everything that I could find. I I, I had on my hard drive <laughs> yeah. a bunch of movies. Yeah, in my closet, I would just be like, we're watching this, we're watching this, we're watching this, mm-hmm. and I just overloaded her with all the stuff. So she appreciates the stuff that that like we grew up with, yeah. you know, like that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, she she loves that stuff. Now the the younger one, eh, not so much. I mm-hmm. guess she kind of slipped through my fingers on that yeah. one. But but you'd be surprised, man. Like. A lot of the stuff that, that like for instance, like music wise, like uh, for instance, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Master of Puppets, uh, mm-hmm. Metallica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a rumor. I don't know how how true it is, but I'm a pretty big Metallica fan, and I I I'm very interested with like those little factoids. Like yeah. I love those little anecdotes, like stories of like studio stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, one of the thing they were listening to the Police a lot. Oh yeah, I just time. heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there's there's like a I can't remember what song is it actually Master of Puppets. There's like two beats that just like go right over top of each other. They're almost exactly the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I even the sound, like mm-hmm. the drum, the drum kit, like because the drum kit has a very very heavy reverb on it, right? Which mm. gives it kind of like this power metal type of sound, right? But even Lars, not recent, like in these past couple of years, he's like, man, I just wish I could turn down the reverb a little bit, yeah. like because I guess at the time he was so influenced by that sound. But I think a lot of that has to do, if the rumor's true, with the police. Because if you listen to the police, like some of the the records, you know, like from the '80s and stuff, the the drums have a nice like reverb sound, and I could see why he would be influenced by it. Cause it sounds great. You yeah, know, that's amazing. It's funny. Yeah, the drums definitely changed after Black Album, like Bob Rock kind of days. Just like everything, 
you know, and, and there was like a Bob Rock sound as well. You could kind of go back and, and dude, like take that for like the whole genre or family tree of music. Like th- look at just like the Bob Rock effect across all the different like yeah, yeah. Uh, Motley Crue's and whatever else he was touching. Like and then they man, w- he he changed everything, man. Like he really did. Like the, some people the don't want to sound admit that, of the nineties, but yeah, I think look honestly, I mean, he gave the band what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, like I never understood this. I'm like they're happy as shit still to this day. Yeah, they still say that the Black Album is like the the greatest work they've ever done yeah. as a whole you mm-hmm. know in, in terms of putting together a record so they're happy with it and obviously the masses are because that's probably one of like the biggest like metal albums of all time yeah. you know so that's wild, it's like man. the it's the purest and and to me i think it's also the fans that like they're they're like and rightfully so because i'm a huge fan of their early works mm-hmm. you know which is classic you know all-time metal stuff at least for me uh and for them as well but they they didn't like that that change that mm-hmm. change in direction or whatever you want to call it that yeah, they it, took at a certain point you have to get over it you know what i mean like that was how many you know literally decades at this point and i don't even know that it was like the black album that that i don't know maybe there are some fans who, who take up with that but i feel like it's load and reload that people kind of get a little bit bent out of shape wanna, about and that's the, like, they still play those songs dude like you yeah know, to this they, day, they could absolutely they choose not to play saint anger like they just didn't want to play songs <laughs> that they felt that they the do fans it randomly like. it's like a special event when they do it <laughs> yeah frantic kind of has survived in their in their yeah. lineup a little bit uh i actually the first out al- the first uh album i heard off of metallica which is it has a very very special place for me is actually reload oh really? i love reload yeah i'm actually one of those weird like fans that like loves reload i mean yeah. the whole album is not great but the yeah. songs that are good on there i mm-hmm. freaking love them man yeah where the wild things are that's an incredible song yeah. you know it's uh one of the more obscure underrated tracks it's one that you should actually like for for the sort of uninitiated who might might tell you otherwise like they, they maybe they heard you're not supposed to like reload you go like listen to this song and they go like, oh this is great and you kind of trick them like oh it's on reload you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like you send them fixer but you don't tell them what's out al- what album it's on <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. outlaw torn is one of my favorites dude outlaw torn oh is one of those God, that's is a great one of song. my absolute favorite songs and you know what actually got me into metallica like speaking of like sometimes i'll hear some um some things and then it takes me a little while it was actually snm well i wasn't into really into metallica until at the the symphony album really in like whatever year that 1999 2000 something like that and it kind of it was basically like a, a best of but it also it was kind of like a like a gateway into like if you're if you're kind of like averse to metal music, it was like, OK, well, they lightened it up quite a bit uh, like with this right. uh, and probably one of the best live performances, if I'm being honest, like there, you get a wide variety of quality, for, you know, from from most bands anyways. But yeah, yeah, no, I know I have uh, very fond memories of that. I, rem- I remember watching it on the premiere when it when they showed like an hour's worth of footage mm-hmm. on MTV. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. They had like an MTV special. Yep. And it, and I remember it being around Christmas because I remember my Christmas tree being yes. in the living room. Mm-hmm. It was because so that's do... when I got the album. That's actually I got the um I got the DVD for it as well. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was dude. And you could set the audio to it. You could have it just for the band. You could have it yeah. combined, and then you could have just a symphony as well. I studied to that to that track as well. Holy crap! I used to. I remember I used to come home from after seventh and eighth grade classes, and that was like my my routine. I'd come home. You know, I wouldn't do my homework <laughs> first. I would just, <laughs> just throw my clear, bag on the floor. <laughs> no homework was being done. <laughs> no, I and I would just lay in bed, turn on my TV, rewind the tape, right? Because I had mm-hmm. the I don't oh, know if you yeah. remember the box set, the live the live shit, live shit and purge. And purge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had that box set, VCR, VHS. VHS. Yeah, I still like, got the box. Do and, you really? And, and, 
Yeah, it's up in the corner, but it's all yeah, beat it looks up. Like a big, but I, I still have case. it. Mm -hmm. The OG one. I remember I got that for my birthday. Probably I, had, I, turned, I had the DVD 10, one. I can't pretend. I never had the. I never had the. Uh, the VHS one and the VHS. tape, dude. Like and that the thing Seattle was expensive, man. Burnt, Holy, it was a hundred bucks. It was a hundred bucks. And that's that's uh, nineties dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You saw a hundred, one hundred dollars. You're like, that's like at least a couple birthday presents. You know, you gotta. You... Well, look, look at the stuff they're doing now. They're releasing a like this massive anniversary box set for the black uh, the black album, dude. Yeah. I think that's like four hundred much. It's too much. That's, so, that's even oh. the stuff that they put on um, on Apple Music. Have you listened to the to the, like, oh, those, the, the covers and stuff? No, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, I'm not really feeling it. But going back to <laughs> SNM, since you yeah. have a, a great memory of that too, just like I do, I I recently uh, found a, I guess a fan had recorded the performance that was physically oh, there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, man. You'll you'll discover quickly that the reason why we love SNM as much as we do is because it was polished in the studio afterwards oh that makes a lot of sense that because really, it, really it does. does sound flawless it mm -hmm. literally sounds like they are flawless like yeah. james sounds incredible yeah. lars sounds fantastic yeah. everybody kirk sounds great especially kirk i've heard oh yeah so mm -hmm. many times it's like he's like dude can you just hit yeah. one of these solos like for real? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah what happened yeah, it's like his look when when rob joined the band it to me live wise i felt like there was like in terms of like the technique and stuff like that yeah it just plummeted you yeah. know like mm -hmm. primarily because of lars um you know but then kirk started getting kind of kind of sloppy with his solos yeah uh i mean at this point it's like dude you guys have been doing this for almost 40 years now if not already 40 years yeah how's like, not what, perfect you don't really have it you don't really have anything else to prove at this point you know like you well, guys just now it's like it. Yeah. Now it's just like you go for the community to be a part of the Metallica family when you go to see the performance, you know? Yeah. Uh, and when you're there, like if you're live and I've seen Metallica, I, I, man, probably five or six times at this point, which oh, is nice. there, some people have seen them more. But, I, you know, at, at a certain point, I thought I would never see them, you know, and the first time I saw Metallica, I might as well have been like a little girl at a Beatles concert. I was like, I cannot oh, believe yeah, these yeah. guys are here. Mm -hmm. like, and as you yeah. like, I don't know, how, like I've been to countless concerts, you know, and after a while, it's like, oh, yeah. They're just a bunch of normal dudes. Like they're really good at what they do, but it's just like they're just human beings. And I I saw uh, Metallica, and I think I think Metallica, Tool, and maybe you two are up there for me. Where I'm like, I still I see that they're flesh and blood, just like me and you. But it's just like it still doesn't make sense. Like there was something mm -hmm. else special about it. But uh, one of the first times I remember thinking like, oh, these these are just dudes. It was maybe like Godsmack. I saw those guys <laughs> up there. I'm like, oh yeah, like I like yeah. the dr the drummer. I can't Shannon something. Uh, like his yeah. monkey arms. And oh, that's right. He does have like this weird snap when he when he mm -hmm. hits the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's left. I think is he left handed? I think so. Yeah. I I know one of the guys in that band is left handed. I think it might be the bassist or something like that. Because oh, I, I remember seeing a music video or something and like the guitar was backwards. So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, look, he's left handed. That's cool. I'm trying to think, too, because they did. They, they had a couple of songs that I liked. Oh, uh, of course. Of course. Yeah, Nothing yeah. against Godsmack. But it was just one of those like, I, I don't know what it was. I was just standing there like looking at the concert, just like enjoying myself. And I'm like. I've been to so many of these, you know, I'm just like yeah. watching just another performance. And I, I got a feeling like maybe that maybe it came across in them too. Like they're just in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, like who the hell even knows where that is. And they're just doing another show. Um, Disturbed is another band that just has never uh -huh. impressed. I've seen them a couple times and it's just they're They're usually at like a festival. Like I've never gone. I, maybe right. once or twice I've gone to see like a show with somebody else and Disturbed. I'm like, golly, this guy just can't hit these notes. Have and, you ever uh, heard or uh, gotten into uh, Mashuga? 
Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you yeah. ever seen them live? I haven't seen them live. No. Oh my god! If you think that Metallica can put on a show, uh, or pretty much any metal band that you've probably seen, mm-hmm. these guys are like they're in their own world. Like I, it's you, this might surprise they're, you. Like they're I, masters. Man. I think Slipknot might be one of my favorite shows. I've okay. Seen. Yeah. See, yeah. put it that way. Like yeah. if if you like that level of performance, yeah, you know, it's like nuts. Then trust me when if you were just watch a, I'll send you a link or something to a Meshuggah performance yeah. you know like one like yeah, a, like a pro shot mm-hmm. and n- it's just an insane performance because it's very very complicated music it's mm-hmm. not simplistic at all so it yeah. it's 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 very technically complicated um, but what's also fascinating too is that their light like their light show yeah is manual so they actually have a tech that follows the music Come and he synchronizes on. it and everything live in real time. Oh, I and, didn't realize that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I know a lot of, uh, like a bunch of other bands, they program everything. So sure. everything is already like, you know, set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have triggers, you know, like somebody triggering it. So it lands at the right moment or whatever. Right. But no, but this guy's like flat on, like he's just there like mashing buttons the <laughs> whole time. Old school. Like, like the, yeah. the old school being the new school is like, you're like refuses. Well, yeah, like, like, you know, you're already leveraging technology, obviously, to a certain extent. Like you're course, using yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. you're doing a light show at all. Uh, but like, do you know much about how Tool does it? Like, is that like completely automated? Because that is that's an experience. That's 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 a lot of work, man. I mean, if they're using a click track, that's another thing too. Because there's yeah. ways to synchronize. So that's if right. there's a click track, then the the reason for that would be to follow everything else that's going on, the right. the, the visuals, the lights. And all that stuff, you know. Yeah. So it really ultimately depends. But like, for instance, I saw Depeche Mode. I know for sure they play to a click track because it's electronic music, you know. Right. So it's uh, they do have a live drummer and mm-hmm. everything like that. You know, they have live aspects. You know, like they'll play bass or they'll play the guitar. Yeah. But they have an actual live drummer. Um, but you know, because you can tell just by the rhythm. And I mean, for me, it's easy, obviously, because I've been doing this for, since I was a kid. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you can just tell. Plus, uh, after I, I kind of put two and two together, I'm like, I think they use some software or something mm. that synchronizes everything, you know. Uh, and you can tell, too, because there's a lot of stuff going on in their music. And if you look at what they're doing performance wise, yeah, there's certain things that should be happening that are not being performed in the moment. So they're pre-recorded, in other words. Interesting. So like certain instruments or certain synthesizers that just go off. Like yeah. you can like if you look closely at their like hand movements, there's none of that happening. That like, throws me no- off, man. I don't like yeah. that at all. You yeah. Know? So it's like there's like a back there's a backing track. Mm-hmm. Animals as leaders uh does the same thing too. I don't know if you know who they no, are. No, I don't know those guys. Uh, yeah, they're they're like a newer band, but they don't have a bassist, but the 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 two guitars they play, I think eight string guitars. So they have like those <laughs> extra God. Yeah, but but it's it's really interesting. Why stuff even have like the top end strings <laughs> at that point? Just have like you know. <laughs> just... No, but that's the cool thing too is that the way they they play, they play it almost like a bass. So they do like a lot of slapping and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they almost mimic the bass guitar while playing like guitar stuff too. So it's what it's is really that interesting. Bottom strings tuned to like at that stage, like and how loose is that? Thing? That's why you're gonna be slapping it. I, like I want to say it's like. I know Meshuggah, I think, is like F F sharp Good. or something like that. It's it's it's, it's like really a whole low. octave. It's almost like a like minus oh, yeah, half exactly. step octave down exactly. from the E. Holy crap! It's pretty much yeah. The eighth string, if I'm not mistaken, depending on how you tune it, it's literally just a lower version of the E string. Oh my god, that's awesome! Uh, instead of it being like then, it's like oh yeah, no, and just that's your bass. That's where you start. That's your bass line. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. It took me a second to like well, hang on a second. Like that's a oh wow yeah. That's quite a bit lower. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. what was your first concert? Do you remember going to? 
Oh, Metallica, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Summer Sanitarium, two thousand three. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was it was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad drove us up to Orlando because I'm in Miami, so yeah. the concert was in Orlando. But I was like sixteen, and I was with a bunch of my friends, and we were all like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. He didn't trust us driving up there by of ourselves, course. even though we had uh, even though we had like our permits and driver's licenses and stuff like that. But we had never driven out of Miami like that yeah. by ourselves. He's like, yeah, I'll take you guys, whatever. Was so there like, a, sort of, like an aura or like there's something about a con- going to a concert that they like my parents were like they did not want us going to a concert for whatever reason, whether it's the drugs or whatever the scene. Right. Was, they just didn't want us part of it. Yeah, I, I, I guess there's like propaganda regarding performance, like like live concerts and stuff. You know, yeah. people just assume the worst, you mm-hmm. know, but um, my, my parents were more so just worried about us just going that far out of our way for the first time ever. Sure. And and this was back like when cell phones were like the flip phones and stuff, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like. The signal was crappy. Like you couldn't even talk in your bedroom type of yeah. stuff because that's how bad the signal was. So it was around that time. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't blame them, you know. And I I appreciate it. My dad literally was working, you know, his Monday through Friday, and yeah. the and the concert was on a Sunday. Oh snap! So yeah, he, he had to drive us back, and he had to be at work the next day. And like a trooper, at like eleven o'clock at night, eleven thirty, when the concert ended, we jumped in the car and he drove us all the way back down to Miami, wow. which is like. A- hour drive and you never forget that no never man that was that was insane i mean it was a it was a crazy experience because now they do things differently with the general admission stuff like that but this was like back then when it was just like you literally have to be the first one to show up (laughs) yeah man. like it's and it's and it was bad like we got there at the night before and that's because i already knew how crazy metallica fans Mm -hmm. were so i told my dad i was like oh let's get there like at midnight the day before yeah right and let's drive by the stadium to see if people were there. And there were people already sitting outside at midnight. Yeah. Mind you, the doors didn't open till three o'clock in the afternoon the next mm-hmm. day. Yeah. So that's how crazy Metallica fans are. But we're like, oh, no, we're going to go hang out in the hotel room for a little bit, take a nap, shower, <laughs> and then we'll come back like at four in the morning. And that's what we did. We came back at 4 a.m. and just sat out there for like 11 hours wow. till they opened the gate. It was brutal, man. Never again. <laughs> yeah, like that's and that's just it, like again. you're in it and you're like, I'm dedicated. I'm gonna do this, and then you get, you know, you're you start to recover after the fact, and you're like, maybe that was like a once in a lifetime kind of thing, and I'm good with that. You can tell the I'll, story. I'll, I mean, I did it for Tool in 2006. Also, that one was pretty bad, but the yeah. wait wasn't as as long outside general admission. Same thing. We were one of the fir- probably like within the first ten people in line, mm-hmm. and it was and there was only one line because there was only one uh, opening in that at that particular stadium. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we were waiting, whatever, and this crazy like hailstorm comes out of nowhere. And mind you, we're standing outside, so we're getting drenched, and the 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 weather dropped like thirty degrees. Like it was yeah. it was bad. You can feel and, the weather kind of move in, but you're probably are you maybe not hail, but are you're used to just like rain coming on in out of nowhere. You get drenched for like twenty minutes, and then it kind of carries. It could on. be it could there could be like no clouds in the sky whatsoever, and yeah. in ten minutes it'll get like dark and yeah. look like the world's end that freaked me <laughs> out man yeah i got married in florida actually so it kind of just got a oh, little really? experience. yeah what i spent about of, a month in there we got married in fort lauderdale did a cruise and then we oh, did cool. spend a couple weeks in disney and everything so did you, drove around. Did you guys like it or what oh man like and people i don't know people have things to say i guess about florida but like i do like i went down there like my sinuses cleared up like my skin was better like that just it was nice man <laughs> it was it's that, that vitamin d man here. Yeah, it was it was really nice. We got married in yeah in 2014. It was a good it was a good time, man. 
Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Like we would definitely go like and we've got two kids now, like I said, and we, we would do the Disney thing again and we wanna we want like we'll be just right there with them. Like our kids, I would say, if I can say so, they're lucky to have us as parents because we are kids at heart, man. Like we're into video games, like we're into toys, we're into Disney. That's awesome. Like we'll be right there with them with all the stuff that they that they enjoy and and hopefully be able to show them other stuff too. Like lately it's been funny. Um I for some reason we just were listening to um Lincoln Park. Um and my kids love a couple of these songs that we've been listening to. I'm like, are they like learning the words or like singing along oh, in the wow. car and stuff? And it's like, this is awesome, dude. It's like, we don't always yeah, have to get them started to... young, man. That's mm-hmm. fun. I, that's, that's, it is fun. It's, it's, it's great. And it builds like, obviously like a unique bond with your kid. Yeah. That's part of your personality and you're yeah. passing, you're passing the torch in other words onto them. Yeah. You know, so they're going to be the cool people us 40 years uh, from now at, you know, our age or whatever, you know, and they're going to be like, yeah, my dad, my dad, you I'm know? Not, well, maybe yeah, love that stuff. that's true. Like later on in life, they'll look back and go like, yeah, I was listening to like this kind of stuff, but like mm-hmm. no other kids are listening to like Lincoln park at this point is like, you know, it's classic rock. You know, <laughs> I can't so I can't do the Linkin Park, man. I mean, because I have a, a weird association to it. Um, when I was a kid, man, I kind of had like a like a pretty bad dark side, man. I would, I dealt with like kind of like a self-imposed depression. It was yeah. weird. Um, what do you mean and self-imposed? I, I, like it was just me. Like I just just yeah. a kid, you know, like you get caught in your thoughts and things yeah. like that and whatever. And me, I was very introverted and mm-hmm. very to myself. So I, I'd think a lot, you know, and it's it's kind of a no-brainer that if you don't have it's a lot easier to uh, for like a garden to just be just go completely wild without a gardener taming it right and obviously yeah, keeping well it said. in order mm-hmm. so the mind is is similar if yeah. you don't really know what to do with it then all these weeds and random stuff just starts popping up out of nowhere and it's out of control yeah uh wow. but at the time, as a kid, obviously, I just I didn't know any better. I didn't really have like a Mr. Miyagi or anything like that, you know. <laughs> uh, so now I find myself really loving to play that role in other people's lives or even just kids or just younger people, period, you know, yeah. because I know how important it is to have that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a guru, per se, or like an older brother or anything to be like, hey, you know what? That's normal that you feel that way. But yeah. I'm here to tell you this, this and that. So don't don't let it eat you up. Yeah. I didn't have that guidance. So it a lot of things just ate me up, man. Like I would just get caught up in my thoughts and stuff like that. And Linkin Park is kind of tied to that too because a couple of their songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a nostalgia thing. Yeah, uh, You know, like I hear certain songs, uh, songs and I'm like, oh man, it just brings me back to like those weird feelings I had when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, parts that I kind of wished I, I would have had a second chance to kind of course correct, I guess. Sure, yeah. You know, some of, but um, no, but the, there, there are some songs that I do like, but yeah, there's that thing that I'm just like, hmm. You know, yeah. it's funny because I would listen to to them, you know, back in the day. I, would, I felt like I knew the words, but I, I listened to them. It just hit differently after yeah. Chester passed and everything. And I was like, oh, snap. This dude was in like a tremendous amount of pain. Like, yeah, listen to all his songs. Time. Like it, it, a lot of there's a lot of pain, man. All, mm-hmm. The lyrics and everything are, are deep, man. And yeah. they're very, very like you can feel that that guy was going through some shit, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You don't just it, write stuff like that if, you know, like, for, like just for creativity purposes. No, you're expressing yourself, you know, I like, think so. Well, well and I, I think that's the thing that kind of struck me was there is so much out there and there's so much, you know, writing things to for a variety of reasons. Maybe they are coming right from the heart, but maybe you're just trying to, like, get a rise out of some people, you know, like sometimes. And there yeah. was a lot of that, especially in that sort of in the in the early aughts kind of thing, like, yeah. you know. There was a, but that was actually very common then because there was mm-hmm. um like even stained was pretty big at yep. that time also and their, I their mean, music it, it was pretty of, sappy and stuff you know totally it totally blended yeah. into like emo time you know where exactly. it almost became a bit of a joke 
of like, oh, listen to like this sappy stuff. And uh, I think um, I think even Foo Fighters had a song like, boys, your your makeup's running or something like cheer up, your makeup's running or something like that. <laughs> like it became, I don't know, almost laughable. And then afterwards, like and it was kind of just right along the time of my own. I don't know. I don't want to use the word enlightenment, but I've sort of like grown up since then. And it's like, yeah. I, I use that to then go look back on that, on that time and think about like all that, all that, all those lyrics. And it's like, man, maybe like go did back to ever, listen. Did, did you ever have like a connection to those types of lyrics or not really? Not at the time. No. And like, not like, oh, I'm listening to this to deal with like my own pain. Cause I, I thought it was just like, it sounded cool. Like more than anything. Right. Like I thought a scream sounded awesome. And I like, it was this cool mix of, you know, the rap raw kind of thing, at least at the start, like I, it was kind of just crazy more than anything. And yeah, I did. I didn't, I didn't like, you know, cry myself, uh, to the lyrics of Lincoln park, but now it right. kind of am like, now I kind of listen to those <laughs> lyrics and it's like, it's really sad, man. It's really well, yeah, sad. Now, especially now that with his passing and everything, you mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's a, it's a tragedy. It's, it's insane. You even know, Korn, so even the first couple albums of corn, you listen to that stuff and it's like, dude, that guy went through some stuff. See, that's stuff that I can't I can't take it seriously anymore because I finally I closed that like I finally mm -hmm. made peace with like my past and all that stuff. So it's not that I like look back and I cringe because I still feel some type of way about it. No, yeah. like I just I still look at it. And it's like it's like, you know, like when I would assume where like you see pictures of your parents wearing some tacky clothes like yeah, 30 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. It's just they kind of laugh it off. It's like, huh, yeah, I guess you just go through a phase, whatever, yeah. you know, like, yeah, just one of those, you know, I but, can't remember yeah, the last I time I listened it. to you. Uh, yeah. Anything like that. Yeah, I, I find myself listening more to like instrumental music. Yeah. Um that's that for sure. But um, but yeah, not not anything that's deliberately sappy. Like black, I haven't heard a black from a uh, Pearl Jam in, in a mm. while. Yeah. But would you call that sappy? I, Interesting. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful song. That that song that's a beautiful song that that can be removed from that list of okay. like well, I'm not sure it's an exception it. <laughs> because it's a masterpiece. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Like either way, it's because the last time I did hear it I, it, I actually was jamming out in the car. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the hell I was going, but I was I think I was probably driving up somewhere. And I just put it on. I was like, man, I haven't heard that song in a while. I think I think it'll hit just right. Yeah, and it yeah. did. And my eyes got yeah. watery and everything. I was like, oh, I love this song, man. <laughs> this is like a beautiful. This is just such a great freaking song, man. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible, man. Pearl Jam walks that fine line of like, how much Eddie Vedder can I handle right now? You know, yeah. like, the, like nobody knows what you're saying, dude. <laughs> but if you know, then like, yeah, it hits it. Like, I think I've seen. I might have seen them twice in concert. I think the first time they they did this thing, they might have they might always do this, but they they turn up the lights afterwards. They just play their encore with like full on lights, and uh, I think I probably saw them in two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine or something like that. So like well yeah. after like the you know the, the yeah I saw them around the same time too. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have. There's so many bands I wish I would have seen either in the late nineties or early two thousands that I didn't get to see. You're um, probably a little young. Like what? Like I'm, I'm, I'm. You know. Yeah, I would have been too young, and I didn't have anybody that could have taken me. You yeah. know, like my dad. My dad wasn't. He didn't know what the hell was going on in the metal scene or anything. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. uh, I would have needed like an older brother or something. Finally, when I got to that age where I could do it was when I finally went to see Metallica, which, by the way, Metallica was there. Deftones were there. Oh Link yeah, Park I know the two. There, mm -hmm. Biscuit. So it was, Link I got Biscuit, to see my oh first my time, God. I got to see like five, six bands. I was like, whoa, this is nuts. I obviously my two top performances. Oh, Mudvayne was there too. I forgot oh, about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, no, but my two top performances uh, were obviously uh, Deftones and and Metallica. For yeah. Sure. That's a, that's a crazy lineup, man. Mudvayne is the first, I never actually saw Mudvayne perform as Mudvayne. I saw Hell Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> so I think it was like, I think it's the <laughs> singer and like maybe one of the guitars or something like that. And then Vinny from 
from Pantera's in the back, and I, I don't even know who else. It was one of like man, the, it, the age of the supergroup has like come and gone. You know, like you were talking kind of like we're before all that, and then the Audio Slaves and the Chicken Foot and whoever else. Like there's all these other bands yeah. just like merging together, and that's all that's all come and gone as well, man. Yeah, I think the only supergroup I've seen is a perfect circle that's oh dude yeah, that, yeah. yeah. i never saw i saw circle, them twice i saw them twice actually um i saw them in they were like the original super group they were the yeah. there before anybody else man if you yeah oh yeah that like in like in that that i guess like at that level like on that mainstream level mm-hmm. uh, was they, it the chick from yeah, uh, sure. from smashing pumpkins in that was that is that uh her? pause i don't know if pause was in smashing pumpkins was she I can't remember. I might be making something up at this. I point. know that that eventually the guitarist from Smashing Smashing Pumpkins ended up in the lineup. I think on the the tour for the second album. Mm, I want to say I might have lucked out on that one. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, that man. I mean, Perfect Circle. Actually, a Perfect Circle might have been. I might. Uh, I'm trying to think what was first. But Tool Tool was one of those bands. I've been very lucky. Like I feel like you just sort of like discovered music. Like you, I don't know what you were tapped into. Like you were just finding music throughout life i was lucky to like have somebody like hand me a cd and go like you've got to listen to this and like yeah that's, of course that was me with tool especially there there's one i wasn't even paid i i was listening in class like i right. had a, i was one of those kids who like tried to sneak an earbud you know up my sweater and like you know turn oh away. man that was that was me all the time the, the hoodie <laughs> right now that you're wearing i would i would literally like put it over my hand mm-hmm. and then just sit like this yeah yeah i'm here mm-hmm. paying attention i used to do that all the time man well, the, the one thing I'll never forget is like, when is the next track? Like the way that that album just sort of like it, one song morphs into the next album. It was, it was Lateralis mm-hmm. at that time. Right. And I was, no, I'd never heard any, there. I'd never heard any tool. And that, that was my first time. And there's, there's also something to be said about the first time you listen to an album. Like, where are you? Like, like, are you listening on your, like you can't, I can't bring myself to the first time I listen to any album, even now, like I can't listen to it just on my phone speakers. Like it's gotta be, no, if I'm going to no, really no. Tr- go for it. It's gotta be a good experience, you know? Yeah. 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 Like a, like a, like a quality headset or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I'm the, I'm man. Yeah. I'm the same way. But, um, with tool, I have, man, that album changed my life completely loud. Yeah. That yeah. and Anima, it really did, man. Like I, I have fond memories of literally getting home after hanging out with my friends and just turning off all the lights yeah. in my room mm-hmm. and just turning on my radio and just blasting it and yep. just laying in bed in the darkness and just letting the music just like just like all these crazy visuals that would come to me and everything man it was just like i missed Did that the visuals you know? like, come to you before you saw anything visual that they had created because they had a like the art of tool is is something else like the videos oh, yeah. and everything and the album artwork and everything is is crazy but like i'm always curious i'll never go i can never go back to before i saw like that first forever spiral or the first yeah. you know, schism video or whatever it was like yeah. i got some weird stuff going on i can never go back to before that i'm trying to think like what would it have what you comes ever to been, mind when you, when you hear that have you ever been down the uh the tool bootleg uh rabbit hole i don't think not the bootleg but oh my hole, no. god man it's on now uh, uh, like what what 15 years ago 16 years ago something like that there was literally uh there were torrents of live performance videos oh yeah right? mm-hmm. uh, there were like people that would like torrents. do multi-cam so it was <laughs> yeah. two guys that would sneak in a camera into a, an arena for a show and mm-hmm. one guy would be on one side of the stage the other one there, and then of course when they get home they they edit the video and, and mold it together wow, as one. these guys are pros so there were there's a bunch of them that you can find now easily like YouTube just, just put like YouTube. YouTube live full performances and put a year put like 1996 and you'll find a yeah. bunch of them like yeah. flat out like when they were in their prime like for the uh, Anima tour mm-hmm. and man 
when I got into them, I heard Lateralis, obviously, and then yeah, and then all of a sudden we started. They started popping up online. Yeah, and we would just do- start downloading them. We'd burn them on DVDs and share them with each other. You know, like all our my friends and stuff like that. Man, those were those were the best, and I I feel like those kind of spoiled me because. You're never going to be able to see those performances. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Like live. You can't yeah, travel those, back. At, at that moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was an, a level of intensity that the, the band had at, at like in their. Well, even they had it in Lateralis. Uh, but by I think by 10,000 days, they're already like, OK, yeah, we're the shit. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody gets it. All right. Yeah. We're, we're good. You could tell that they already reached that level where they, you know, that that status, that tool status. But in the 90s, when you see them performing, especially for Anima, man, you could see how hungry they are and how like passionate they were really digging it Man. you know like yeah well i gotta watch it i can't tense. even i can't say that i that i know that i can't say like yeah i know what you mean like i actually haven't seen that because the tool that i know the live performance is very subdued it's maybe yeah. the, to your point like you, you should know, watch like, one of their raw performances the yeah. very very first show on the anima tour there's no lights nothing it's just house lights and they're in like a small like venue and you just and got james kind of like hiding in the back no maynard is in the front and he's just there with a microphone he's in his doing hand, that wow and and that's it, like with a bald head and everything. And he's just wearing like sweatpants and he's just screaming like and doing his thing. And he's like, it's super intense, man. I got to check that out. Yeah, that is very, that was very different. I like I had, I think I've seen them twice. And one time I think he was just in a like, um, you know, shirtless jeans and a cowboy hat kind of doing his like weird like dance around. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was before all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like, I was in, I was in, was in a, and they didn't come to Canada really much at all. Like, especially my part of Canada, like it was very rare. Now they, now it's. Actually, I think they just announced some some dates. They're going to do uh, a bunch right, in the yeah, states, but, and then they're going to be in mm-hmm. Europe as well. But I don't think they're doing Canada at this point. But they are one, and I feel like my concert going days are somewhat behind me. Maybe until I start bringing my kids up and everything. Like I don't go to every single one. Um, Rage Against Machine was actually one that I had tickets for, and then COVID Did happened. You go? No, uh, and then, and then, like it was it was supposed to be whatever a couple months, and you know I can't remember what the original date was. And then they can't they moved it a year. And it was uh-huh. like, ah, I'm kind of over it. So I sold my ticket. And, and it, they haven't rescheduled since. So that's kind of uh, a bummer. That's, that's a who bummer, Who knows man. what's going to happen at this point, you know. That happened, uh, that happened to my friend, actually. He had tickets to see Rage. This was before the band broke up. Yeah. And uh, the, the reason they canceled the show that he was supposed to go to was because uh, they were touring with the Beastie Boys. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh and I think God. I think it was uh, Mike D. I think it was yeah. Mike D. Uh, that um, that like broke his leg skateboarding or something like that. Good so God! They, they canceled the show because of it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So my friend missed Rage in their prime pretty much. Man, you got like you got like Foo Fighters. The dude breaks his leg on tour. They give him and a he giant keeps going. Throne. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That is yeah, a cool well, man. Foo Fighters, I've seen a, a few times as well. Again, like I I used to keep like a like a hat full of just all my ticket stubs. And at a certain yeah. point, it's just like, well, there's just so many. And I just, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I feel regret in getting rid of it, but it would be cool to bust out at a moment like this. I try to do the t-shirt thing. If I can get a t-shirt, yeah. like at least one piece of merch to yeah. remember, like like the last time I saw Metallica, I got a t-shirt. Yeah. Actually, I, got, I got it right here, actually. Yeah. But um, I got literally a, right there. I saw, <laughs> yeah, literally right there. I was folding it to put it away. <laughs> but um, I have a, I went to see King Crimson in July. Yeah. I got a t-shirt there. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Meshuggah twice i have two shirts of theirs yeah. uh, both from one from each show yeah it was something i started doing around that time i'm like i'm an idiot why don't why don't i just get at least a t-shirt and then mm. i'll just like i won't wear it often i'll just put it away like i'll put it in a ziploc bag or something to pre- preserve it you know and oh, put it in a that's a good place. idea because they don't last that's that's the, no. i haven't kept mine because they definitely they're they're not the greatest quality t-shirts and yeah generally speaking yeah 
Yeah, oh, and when man. I and when I think back to some of the earlier shows, man, I just wore that stuff like every day, every day, every day, and yeah, you know, they, they just wore out like the color and everything. But now mm-hmm. I, no, I'm like I'll wear that like maybe once every six months or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh, man, just going down like memory lane here, just like that. This was a good. I don't know, like probably 10 or 15 years of my life, just like pretty much at a certain point, we started getting concerts. I feel like in Miami, you guys would kind of get your pick of the litter. Just like you're just a, they're a regular stop. It's not like it's not like many bands or any bands. The that really biggest issue I have, the biggest issue I have with uh, Florida is uh, how poorly they treated Mike Patton when he came down here with Tool. Uh, oh, really? They, yeah, he um, it was uh, Fantomas. I don't know if you've heard of Fantomas. No, the, that that. Um, it, that, it's a super group, pretty much. It's Mike Patton, the singer from Faith No More, mm-hmm. and the drummer from Slayer. Uh, uh, I forgot his name completely. Wow, I'm sucking right now. But anyway, the drummer from Slayer, and they formed like a super group, yeah. right? And I think the guitarist from the Melvins is in there. Anyway, they're nuts. But yeah. it's very, very like – it's it's an acquired taste because right. it's kind of like blast beats metal but then all of a sudden they'll start playing like jazz or something like it's super <laughs> weird you know it's it's, yeah. it's it's out there it's out mm-hmm. there very experimental so they play down here in fort lauderdale opening for tool and of course tool fans were like what is this shit yeah. <laughs> and they yeah they hated it and mm-hmm. mike Patton afterwards was like this is the last fucking time i come oh to tool. wow <laughs> He flat out said he's like i'm never coming back here and he and he wasn't bullshitting he hasn't yeah. come back since yeah i mean why would you at that stage in your life, really? Yeah. You don't really Yeah, and you to. would think that Tool fans would probably be the ones that would get it, you know, because they're supposed to be, like, all open-minded mm-hmm. and so... No, I don't you know. know about that. There's, there's, there's... I think there's, there might be a bit of a... I'm not sure the word... Like, maybe a snobbishness to it. Like, yeah, like, there, there is, yeah. You know, they get yeah. it, man. They, there's, like, there's a... There's an appreciation for the numbers, man. <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> yeah, the Fibonacci sequence, man. Well, yeah, dude. Like, and it's like, everybody will say that, and they're like, they have no idea what the hell that even means. Like, what... I don't even know what it <laughs> is. Neither do I. I, I hear like, it all the time. <laughs> some sort of, like, I don't know, there's some golden ratio or something like that i don't know like there's there's i know just enough to like make a fool out of myself about it all one of my yeah. favorite things and, and um nasty boots and i we kind of every once in a while we're like hey man was, when was the last time you watched the um um the video of danny um just sitting there with his drums on the last tour that he did damn it what the heck is the song oh, on it i'm just blanking on it. Right um now. there's one there's one recently that Numa. he did Numa, he did. Numa. so Numa. good man. i've watched that a bunch of times so, That's so awesome yeah it's like I think they're up to like some, I don't know, hundred million views on it. Some I'm like, I'm probably a good hundred thousand of those just myself. Like, and I always do it. And there's always a comment there that I res- it resonates so big time with me where it's like, I'm just going to watch the first couple of minutes of this. And then there's me, you know, 11 minutes later, still watching yeah, this dude. And you're just, still there. Yeah. Yeah. He's just tool is this thing. And for anybody who's listening, who's just like, I thought this was video games, like whatever. We're talking music tonight, man. It's yeah. um, tool is one of those bands that when I was listening to them, and I was listening to them for years before I ended up seeing them in concert. Like it didn't actually make any sense to me that mm-hmm. that that music, the, even calling it that is just so weird. Like what I was hearing in my ears was created by drums, vocals, like guitar and bass. Like that didn't make any sense because I'd heard music that was created by those four things before. Right. And it didn't sound like this. Like this just seems like it was it just came into existence. But of course the mixing of it is, you know, probably very similar to how most records are created. It's just like, just put together and and created from a place that I hadn't experienced before, man. Like that is yeah, just the so pr- special. production quality, production quality. The uh, pretty much everything's been top notch uh, that they have released. You know, mm-hmm. so the just sonically, the music is just 
it's perfect. Like yeah. it really is to me. Yeah. Like like for Lateralis, Ten Thousand Days. Well, actually, the last three albums they did, even though the was it the Fear and Inoculum or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, incredibly mixed and mastered and, and just nuts, man. Just the quality. And yeah, and then of course, when you better understand what it is that they're doing from like, you know, like the way they set up their rigs and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Danny Carey doesn't just have a drum set. He also has some electronic uh, like MIDI. Like he has MIDI stuff that, yeah. that's like all over the kit. Uh, he also has like, like tr- he triggers samples like you hear it all the time. And like. If you watch some of the bootlegs of some of the more recent performances, or if you go to see them live, mm. you know, if you pay attention to what they're doing, if you can actually get a view, it's hard you'll to see that there's it, a lot like, of stuff. Like yeah, the, they're doing a lot, man. That one video is not a bootleg. Like, it is GoPro right up his nostrils, man. Like, it is right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah. And you see what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's doing a lot of stuff. He's, he's not just playing so rhythm drums. He's he's triggering samples. He's doing a lot of stuff, man. It's it's very interesting to watch. Well, do you look at that? Because I, like, I, I am not... I'm not a trained musician at any at any point. Like I, I've taken a couple guitar lessons. I play a little bit. I could play like I could play <laughs> I could play uh, <laughs> drums on expert on rock band. Uh, oh, is good. Where I'm at, you know. Um, but, that, hey, if you can do that, you can play drums. Honestly, man. Well, that's, but, that's where it starts. No, but I don't think so. So my point is, I look at a guy like that, and maybe this is the wrong person to look at. It's like that is so intimidating, right? Like that's just, and it takes clearly it takes so much practice and doing your rudiments, like doing your doing your drills, like yeah. actual training is right, is yeah. what that so do you like when you when your your approach to music like what is it like is it a self-taught kind of thing like are you like do you know like are you are you fluent in music theory and stuff or not at all between yeah yeah i just i just know what i like yeah. uh and like for instance like it, it's a weird approach but it works i don't think it's I, weird i think it's very common yeah, yeah, I think it's weird just because I don't I haven't really had that much of an experience of meeting that many musicians that do the same exact thing. Sure, but yeah, it, that's true. it's definitely not as far out as I thought it was, you mm-hmm. know. Until I started kind of just like you know talking to other musicians and stuff. But no, what I do is um, okay, uh, a scale, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't even know much about music theory, but I know this much that a scale uh, contains uh, a certain mood, right? Yeah. So if you follow that scale, you can create a mood. Right. So you're not going to pick a happy scale to make something that you want to sound kind of ominous and dark. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so that's that's a no brainer. So what I do is I just kind of know already based on learning songs that I like and the tones and the the moods that they create. Yeah. Uh, And then instead of like, let's say, all right, I'll use I'll use a reference. Creeping Death by Metallica. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's just use that song as a reference. I could take that riff like most of the riffs in that song. And I can put together a brand new song that sounds nothing like Creeping Death, but it's literally Creeping Death. Yeah. Because I know what the notes are, what the rules are. So mm-hmm. I play within those parameters and then I just recreate it and do my own thing with it. Yeah. But in essence, it's still like you could say, oh, that's that's in the same scale of Creeping Death. You know, I do that all the time when I hear music. I hear a song. I'm like, that sounds a lot like this song. And, the, and then I find out that they're both in the same, you know, the same scale or the same right. key or whatever, you know. So it's it's like borrowing from others but you turn it into your own product you yeah know what I'm you saying? need to, oh so how did you even learn about like the scales then like what what were you like textbooks or something like that or youtube uh, like i've got a in the I've got beginning a, yeah and in the beginning tabs in the, just, yeah i would yeah. look at tabs or i'd watch like uh playthrough videos and then i would there look to see where the fingers are going and yeah. then the rest was just the figuring out the timing you know what i'm saying i think so, i still have like a whole collection of the CDs or I think they were CDs like CD-ROMs that came with like the Guitar World magazines mm-hmm. used to get like everybody would have like they would always have a cover guitarist and you'd get like a sit there and, and get a lesson from like Tom right, Morello yeah. or 
you know, getting mm-hmm. Mustaine yeah. or anybody who else. Like those are um, those are, but I never studied them. I always meant to get back to them, like and actually right. like learn something from it. But no, never really did. But that that was actually like my my cure for that weird like self. Like I was telling you earlier about that self-imposed like weird little depression phase I had when I was yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. The guitar saved my life, honestly, because like, yeah. I didn't care about anything else. The only thing I cared about was music, movies, uh, video games. And and chicks. That, that, those are like the only thing I, I cared about, you know, so sounds like a pretty normal, you know, normal kid, right? Teenage. Just, exactly. Experience. So that's those are like the four or five things I cared about. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't have any of the other things figured out. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know what? What can I what do I have control over? And I was like, well, I really want to play guitar. I would yeah. love to just sit in my room and play Metallica songs all day. Mm-hmm. That was literally my mindset. And yeah. then. Yeah, then long story short, I annoyed the crap out of my parents, so they finally got the guitar, and the rest is history. And I what just, kind did I get? did exactly that. What was your first guitar? You had an acoustic to start out with. It was a uh, oh no hell no no it was uh, it was an electric guitar. I got a uh, an ESP LTD. Oh damn, was that was your like, first guitar. Yeah, but it was it was. I wish I knew what I know now, uh, which benefited my daughter because she has a beautiful guitar, and I know mm-hmm. for a fact she's going to take care of it. I got one with a Floyd Rose. Yeah, uh, and the bridge is like a floating bridge that has like the whammy bar on it, mm-hmm. so you can do like those crazy like you know like dive bombs and yeah. stuff. Um, but I didn't know how to ma- maintain it. Yeah, so it, it got all messed up, yeah. and the guitar like I couldn't keep it in tune. It ended up just in the garage, like just collecting dust until we threw it out. Yeah, but. Isn't that, yeah, it was, it's it was, really it was, hard to keep it in tune. Like I've never actually used a guitar with a whammy bar on it. I've never actually played one. It's you got to know how to like maintain. Like, it you can stuff. really just jam it up to <laughs> like one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, and I'm gonna retune it. Yeah, song. like if you watch uh, Kirk mm-hmm. uh, when 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 he you see he's always switching his guitar. Yeah, it's because of that because he's yeah, always doing like sense. dive bombs and all that stuff and messing with the whammy bar. So yeah. it throws it all out of whack. So the, the guitar is useless <laughs> by yeah, the, song, the time the song is done so he gives it away and they bring him a fresh one that's already you know yeah. polished up and ready to go so yeah no i just don't like it i prefer hardtails like like telecasters like yeah. that like have like the just the hardtail fixed you don't have yeah. to worry about any tuning issues anything like that and plus yeah. the whammy thing i don't really i don't it's not really part of my style so i don't really care for it do you do like like you talked about some of your some of the sounds that you've got like do you like you got tons of pedals going on do you play around with that kind of stuff or is it pretty straight just like distortion maybe a little a couple other things it depends it depends on like what you got a of... lot of technology going on in there though like i like in some of your youtube videos Oh yeah, yeah. So I okay. So the the drum set, I pretty much play. I want to play what what I'm what I'm feeling. You know, like the groove, whatever. Mm-hmm. So instead of like just using a keyboard and tapping everything in or whatever, you know, and recording it that way, I can actually get the kind of groove I would get, obviously, if I was playing the drums myself. Yeah. So I just do everything MIDI, and then that allows me to edit the way everything sounds. Sure. Yeah. Without having to record it over and over a billion times like mm-hmm. you would with an acoustic kit, you know? Yeah. So there's just a lot more leeway. Plus I am kind of going for like a digital sound. I don't want it to sound acoustic. Yeah. You know, I do want it to have almost like a like a sample, like a trigger sample type of mm-hmm. sound, you know, like mm-hmm. an electronic feel. Um but yeah, that and then I play guitar. I have a bass. I do some bass stuff too. Uh, but everything's in the computer, man. To be honest with you, I don't. Yeah. I don't really have any fancy gear. I used to have, but I, I sold all that stuff. Yeah. You know, like, um, there's just so it's just so convenient. You know, mm-hmm. it, everything is just there, and a lot of the stuff that I'm using, believe it or not, is is like free VSTs that you can just like research. Yeah. And and download, you know, and I have them like stored away, and I just use that. Um, like my tone, my guitar tone, my metal tone. Yeah. Is is a free VST? 
I watched. So how does that work? Like, because I don't think I've ever you, like it's like it's in post production. You like you record a raw sound and then it sort of you throw that on top of the recording. Exactly. So you you plug in your guitar into your sound card or whatever. Yeah. You press record. You know, you play okay. to the click track, whatever, just like you yeah, would, and then yeah. it allows you to add the effects afterwards, and you can literally like bypass them so you can remove them entirely yeah. or you can add distortion or you can do whatever you want it allows you to to tweak it however which way you want and when you like you hear it like the monitoring you hear it live like there's not a delay on it or something it seemed like there would be like a processing delay or something no no not at all no, no, oh, no. that's sweet man that's a, do you play uh do you ever play the rocksmith game the one that's supposed to teach you how to play guitar. I, I wanted to, I wanted to, but I never got around to. It. I did play like you know, like what is that, Guitar Hero and stuff like that. Yeah, I did yeah, play yeah. Some of that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't. But that was that's like you're actually playing the actual guitar, yeah, right? Yeah. You and then is I feel like works? yeah. The reason I, I it made me think of like that setup. Like you have one end, it's a plugs into your guitar, it's a regular jack, and then the, on the other side of it, um, it's a USB. So it would plug into back oh, in the cool. day. It was on the 360, but yeah, now. Um, I think there's a version on the Xbox One and PS4, and there's another one coming out that just got delayed into next year. But I, how was you know, the like the what, what, the um, like I guess like how good it captures like the the accuracy and everything. It's like pretty good. It, it, like that side yeah. of it is really good. And one of the things that I really liked about it was I I get very confused by all the pedals and everything. Like I wouldn't be able to like dial in a tone the way that whoever would pick your guitar. It's like whatever their guitar sounds like. But when you would be learning to play, say like a Stone Temple Pilot song. Um, right. or Avenged Sevenfold, like you're it, it, that's the tone that you hear. You plug it in, and even if you're playing the right or wrong notes, like it's gonna have that tone. And I thought that was so cool, man. But I couldn't, I couldn't unwind or unlearn what my brain had already learned because of Guitar Hero. Like that might be just personal to me, but like I, I saw in my mind, like the colors, whatever red, blue, green, orange, and yet, like they all meant something in Guitar Hero, and it's a different layout, of course, in this rocksmith game because it's actually like it's six strings and it's you know all the frets and everything so i i had to, i struggled with that a little bit and i but i it, feel like it sounds now, like it could be complicated i don't know yeah it, it can be but it can also like it's i don't know like and again i i'm not really trained in music and all, all that much but like back in the yeah. day like in you know in junior high band you know it would be like play this part and just repeat it just practice over and over mm -hmm. and over again yeah, so that side of it was i actually kind of like that it would be like okay yeah. here's the here's the bridge like just play this over and over and just master this you could play it slow and just kind of get the fingering down like it was it had yeah. all the tools to like it was a really good tool um so i'm kind of looking forward to another one i want to maybe give that another go maybe it's the timing for me personally might actually work out really nicely i i think that that um those games are great cuz they give like it, it's like introducing a new way for people to interact with like mm -hmm. an instrument you know that's yeah. not a traditional instrument you got what i'm saying yeah. and give them something that they can like measure their progress you got what i'm saying yeah. so those yeah. those things are cool i mean me personally i don't i don't really like to use those things um uh, because i feel like i'm already at a point where i'm comfortable with what it is that i i want to do mm -hmm. uh like for instance like my my um my creative process is is kind of a seasonal thing, which is weird because like every album I've done, the four of them, I always start writing around the same like period of out of the year. So oh, like, yeah. which is usually like, I think I want to say like spring, mm -hmm. like going into summer is when I'll start writing, and then like once I'm in summer, I'm already like, yeah, I'm gonna this is gonna be a release for yeah. sure. So mm -hmm. it's and then it always turns out to be an October release. And look, the the one that I'm gonna release coming up is going to be a, an October release. So it always happens. It just lands on October and it's like a pattern. So my, my writing process, most of the year I focus on other things. Yeah. I'll play guitar here and there just to keep sure. my, you know, like 
my my skills up. But the creative process, I kind of have like an approach similar to Tarantino. I don't know if you've heard about how he in like the past like few movies he's done recently, how his creative process is. No, like, he literally just lounges around the house. Yeah. And he just, you know, like he'll sit down and he'll have like a notepad and he just chills and he just kind of like meditates on an idea. And he's like, OK, so that's the guy that's going to be in the beginning. All right, cool. And then he just yeah. starts writing stuff. But the whole time he's like in his jacuzzi, just chilling like. So that, that makes sense. When he, <laughs> when, he, when he said, like, have you heard of his process? I'm like, I didn't realize that there was a process because, yeah, that's actually yeah. kind of what I imagined it would have been like. It's just exactly you know, like he literally sitting around like, oh, thinking I just, I just sit in my hot tub, you know, for or I'll go to the pool and I'll just sit there and I just kind of just. Just think about it while yeah. I'm relaxing. And then when I get something that I know I have to write down, I'll just stop what I'm doing and I'll write everything down. Mm -hmm. And then once he has enough, then that's when he really goes in and he like cleans it up. And but what and, are you writing? Like up. he's writing like dialogue and script and screenplay. Right. And everything. Yeah. But like what do you like? Do you have a recorder or something like that? Do you jump down and like record a riff or something like that? Well, it de it depends. Uh, some songs kind of just happen while I'm just like fiddling around. Yeah. Right. They, they just happen. Sometimes I could be driving yeah, and I'll get an idea in my head. And I have a bunch of those recordings in my phone where I'm just going. Da, 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 da. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm doing that, you know, but mm -hmm. it, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, right. I hear like the full song in my head. Like I hear the, the guitars. I hear the drums. I hear everything, you know, to the, awesome. to the T. Yeah. And then it's, at that point, it's just my job to like actually like bring it to life, you know, to sound as close as possible to that, you know. See, so that's kind I of my process. I think if I did that, I couldn't get over just myself sounding silly. Like um, I, I would hear it like I would be in that moment going like, yeah, this is the idea. This is the song. And then I would get back later and I would hear my recording. I, hear, I would just hear the voice. And of course, you're well beyond that. Right. Like yeah, you're yeah. hearing the actual like song itself. You're not hearing like your own performance. Like I would get stuck at that stage. That's a that's a me problem. Yeah, no, I hear I hear like a full production like track in my head. That's like awesome. so what you might hear on the recording might just sound like a guy just humming like one note. Yeah. You know, or whatever. But it no, there's trust me, there's like an organ, there's a bunch of synths going off, there's like a bunch of like hi hat action going on, whatever yeah. it is, you know, like oh, that's cool, I'm, I'm I'm hearing everything. So now yeah. at that point it's me just like fleshing it out. But then there in most cases, I'll come up with one riff and then that one riff will turn into a song. You nice, know? man. And it's and, usually just fiddling around. And you're putting that where? Like you're putting it on Bandcamp and YouTube and whatever? Yeah, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify. It's on all the streaming platforms. Uh, 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 putting them up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a plan for, for this album, how I'm going to release. It's going to be a little interesting. I'm not going to release the whole album on Spotify. I'm mm -hmm. actually going to like slow drip it okay. pretty much. Release one track per month. Yeah. Uh, and there's eight tracks. So it's going to be pretty much eight tracks over the course of eight months. But uh, next month uh, on the 22nd, October, uh, the the album will be up on Bandcamp. So if anybody does want to get the full thing, they can get it on Bandcamp. But whoever just wants to listen to it for free on streaming, you can just get one song at a time until the full album is up. You got know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so cool. do you play live at ever at all? Like what's the light? What's the music scene like? I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's just actually more than one music scene in Miami. Uh, it's kind of weird. Is um, it? I am. Yeah. Cause it's, it's the really, I can't really say that there's a, there is a music scene. I'm, I'm, I'm talking crap. There is a music scene, yeah. but it's just for the kind of stuff I'm doing. That's yeah. not, not really, there really the internet, isn't a scene the digital, that. the digital space makes more sense. Like, like, uh, looking at analytics and stuff like that, like, like people that are checking out my content where they're from and stuff. Um, I get a lot of attention from Brazil, yeah. uh, Colombia, Russia, 
um i think sweden like yeah. uh, like those countries they they love the stuff that i'm doing but mm-hmm. like in miami if i show them like i've done that i've actually shown people just like i'll just play it in the background or something you know mm-hmm. and um they'll be like why are you playing movie like music like new yeah. movie soundtrack music this sounds like something from terminator and i'm like sure. well at least Thank you're you. right <laughs> <laughs> that's really nice of you you mm-hmm. know like but yeah, but I guess the impression that like hearing a song normally does to like, like, let's say if you hear a, a, a Queens of the Stone Age song or something sure. like that or whatever, or a new Metallica song, that's that has an impact. Yeah. When I show them what I make to them, it's like it's very cinematic. So it doesn't have that same impact. It almost feels like it's not in that department of, sure. of type of music, which is great because I would love to do that. I would love to get involved in doing like visual stuff, you know, or do like some like something like uh, like these guys did for Stranger Things. What guys did? Oh, they're like literally that's who they are. That yeah, the pro- no, I, for- I forgot their names. Oh. Um, but the producers that it, ultimately it could have been like that, that could have been the band's name was these guys, and I'm like, who the hell these is guys. these guys? Like, I, for- I forgot uh, their name, but um, me. but yeah, that's what happened. They their song got discovered, and it put them it put them on the map. Isn't you know, that crazy. Yeah, just lottery win right there. You know? And it's a great and it's a great track though. It's yeah. it's perfect for the show, and it's 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 badass. Man, I feel like it, Stranger Things has come up. I think. At least once in the, every week over the last like three or four weeks, where I'm like, man, I haven't watched it. Like, I think I've like not even a little bit. Can't even pretend. Wait a minute, you've never seen Stranger Things? I know. Like, this is why I get this all the time. I've never, I've never watched it. I know. Interesting. I'm, I'm okay. dude. I'm, I'm, I do this every Monday night, and then I play play games to keep up with the other shows. It is like I don't know. TV is like not. It fell off for me, man. Like the last time I was really into TV was really like Sopranos and Lost. You know, really like that, kind of those okay. days, maybe Breaking Bad, about, and Mad Men. I was going to say Breaking Bad. Yeah. That was actually what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. maybe that lingered afterwards. But yeah, definitely. I don't There's just too much. It's just too much, man. I, I don't blame you, man. Especially now. It's going to get worse. Uh, like the entertainment overload on streaming yeah. is is absurd right now. Like I, I can't do it for the same reasons because I try to stay focused on like getting stuff done. Yeah, and if I just start watching show after show after show on my free time, I'll never get anything done. Well, and, and truth be told, that is true with every every element of entertainment. There's too much music. Right. There's too many movies. There's too much TV. There's too many video games. Like there's there's too much. So it's not to say that like there's more TV than there is a video games because that doesn't make any sense either. Like I pick up one game and that's you know sixty hours of my life. That, but... See, like right, that's what's going on with me right now. Okay, so now you know talk about gaming a little bit. I have an Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. I have an Xbox One. Um, I literally only have two games. Uh, one because I got it for, to, so I could play with my kid, uh, and and my um, my chick's uh, nephew. He also mm-hmm. has an Xbox, so that kind of like like all right, whatever. I'll play with them online and stuff like that. So play like Call of Duty, whatever you know. Um, but I play FIFA. That's my thing. I like yeah. to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I the reason I what I this is the this is how I do it. So I, I it's kind of like a like a little game I play with. I guess like myself. I'm just like all right. So this is how we're gonna do this. The first game you lose, you're done for the day. You can't play. <laughs> yeah. So if I have a really bad day, I just get one L and yeah. that's it. And I'm done. Right. Because if not, then what ends up happening is I get super competitive and I get mm-hmm. angry and then I keep playing. I keep playing. And then ultimately, I, it's just a bad day. Yeah. And it actually works for me that way, too, because that's when I do pick rule. up the controller, 
I'll pick up the controller, I'll play, and I, I'll have, like, a hot streak, and I'll beat, like, five dudes back to back to back to back to back, and then, boom, I'll lose one. I'm like, all right, well, I won five in a row. Yeah. You know? I had a good yeah. day today. <laughs> and you're right. Like, you lose, is and it's whether it's FIFA or NHL, or at least the, the, those are the games that I've played anyway, and it's like, I just get so angry. Like, if I oh, lose yeah. one, and then, like, even within the same game I'm losing, I'm like, I start playing terribly. And I can yeah, just imagine know. the guy on the other end just laughing at me, because I'm just making totally predictable moves and... He just dancing all around me. It's like I'm just angry. Yeah. It's a good yeah, rule. Just quit after your first loss. That's it. Yeah. What? Well, why are you gonna sit there and piss yourself off even more? You know, like it's like it's like all right, like like uh, like sports fans, right? I only really like uh, one team, which is uh, baseball, the Mets, mm-hmm. right? But we're known for always being like a, a like a third third place team always forever you know so it's annoying and when when they're when they're sucking it's like i love you but i cannot stand you right now Mm -hmm. okay so i'm gonna walk away until you guys get your shit together i'm not gonna buy merch i'm not gonna buy a ticket to go see you guys (laughs) when you guys get your act together i'll come through all right because there's uh, there's rules that you're breaking here on (laughs) fandom like you have to be through it through thick and thin like that's it i otherwise otherwise you're no, I think that's actually a very no. healthy way to approach. Oh, no, you got to have you got to have some standards, man, because like, I mean, even look like we'll we'll talk about like the DCEU and stuff like that. You know, well, how they dropped the ball, man. I was I was furious with the stuff that they did, mm-hmm. you know, when they mm-hmm. started trying to like copy Marvel it's and so everything. Sad. I know. Yeah. I mean, they kind of redeemed themselves, even though supposedly they didn't mm-hmm. want to with mm-hmm. uh, Snyder releasing the, the Snyder cut and all that stuff. But yeah, they just that's their own fault. They rushed it, you know, yeah. that. So that see like that I can't get behind that. Oh yeah, it's got all my favorite characters in there, mm-hmm. but like they they could have timed that. They could have taken their sweet time developing everything, and it would have had a its own unique, probably better outcome than what it turned out to be. You know, it could have it could have been very long lasting to be honest. Like because because DC is so funny because to me, and I'm not a huge comic fan, especially on the DC side, but at least the, the little that I know, I just feel like they could have done like a real slow burn with it, like a completely opposite from like your time. Yeah. Yeah. And it came out at the right time too, because we were already getting the overload of Marvel. Exactly. Right. So now that would have thrown in something different into the equation. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've got some other superhero stuff that'll keep us, you know, while they're building and Marvel's picking up for their grand finale. Yeah. Uh, I'm at the point where I don't even care about what Marvel's doing now. I the only know. thing I do want to see is uh, I do want to see the, the Doctor Strange movie, and that mainly is because Sam Raimi's directing it. Yeah, yeah, that the, and That's you're right. I actually wasn't with thing. you until you said Sam Raimi. I'm like, and and, and intrigued, yeah. curiously intrigued. Like I don't even know. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to look it back to the, some of those Spider-Man movies. Like I, my Sam Raimi for me is like Evil Dead, I, like Army of Darkness. Oh uh, hell yeah, yeah, I yeah. love those movies, man. Yeah. yeah. Huge fan of those. You movies. ever like look at and, and for most people, like most people who watch Spider Man had never even heard of Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And you look at the, some of those like those smash cuts, like those those rack zooms, and it's just like, dude, that's like that is Evil Dead, that's Army Darkness, right? And it's a freaking in Spider Man, like as mainstream as it gets. And it's like good for this dude, <laughs> and he's just throwing yeah. his chops in there. It's amazing. I love. Seeing yeah. So that. I really can't wait to see because uh, uh, I don't really know uh, too much about the. Um, about the premise of the the new Doctor Strange, but it's supposed to be like a like a darker tone or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why they're bringing Sam Raimi in for that to to kind of deliver that because that's his specialty, man. But you even know? then, like he has like a campy version of that. Like it's not even yeah, like and I that look would at him play, as the and darkest. And I think that would go well. Yeah, that yeah. would go well with Marvel because you know obviously they yeah. have that PG thirteen element, you know, and mm-hmm. 
you know, and they have the humor element too. So, it, and he's great with that. The humor horror aspect, he can do that. He can make you laugh at something that's corny intentionally. And then from one second to the next, make you scared shitless. Like, you know, like yeah. he's that, he's that good at like controlling the crowd in that sense, you know, and getting the right reaction out of him. I do feel like he's had to kind of go away here for a little bit. I'm trying to see if like, what, what else is, what is he, what has he been up to lately? Sam Raimi? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if he's done anything like. Well, really? he did. Uh, he did the Ash versus Evil Dead. I know the he, show. Uh, yeah, yeah, he produced that. Uh, yeah. I think it was like uh, I don't know if he was executive producer or if he was like like full on produ- like produced it. Um, but I know he directed. I think the first episode or the first two episodes. Sure. I, of the when the show first came on, which is kind of my point. I think you know, like yeah. that, that. If that's it, like that's and Drag yeah. Me to Hell. That, did you see Drag Me to Hell? Oh, I never did. I did want to see. Oh, that. Oh man, you. Oh I my know, God, you I gotta know. watch that. I do. That, watch that it. is a movie worth like taking two hours out of your day. Not even. I think it's only like an hour and, and twenty I'm minutes down. or thirty I'm minutes. Down, it's not man. a long movie. Yeah, but it's it's fun, man. And yeah. it and it literally has the Evil Dead like written all over it, man. It's it's awesome. Oh, it's I awesome. love it. Are you still getting out to the movies? Like you getting out to the theater, or how? What are you doing? The last movie I saw was uh, Suicide Squad for Did my you? birthday. Yeah. And I freaking loved it. I don't know Did if you, you saw it. No, yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, I'm, man. I mean, Did you like... Take, um, I want to get back to the theater. Like, it's not that. I just... I, I am a little... When I sit down and I actually ten- watch one of these movies... No, no. It's, it's more just like... It's just overload on comic book stuff. Like, right. it, And when I do sit down and I watch it, like, I will enjoy... But I'm not like, you know, cancel my plans, move things around. I got to go. And that's kind of where my life is right now. I, like if I am to go see something, I'm going to have to cancel something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, that was an exception. I'm not I can't just go to see a movie that I don't yeah. like. That's it's like I don't watch. Like, for instance, I don't watch trailers. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't I don't watch movie trailers at all. Yeah. I avoid them at all costs. Uh, I learned my lesson. No, nothing. I haven't even seen the trailer nothing i haven't seen the trailer for the new halloween movie which i'm dying to see oh wow I, i've seen a couple of stills you know yeah. but um but yeah the, the the point of a trailer is to sell tickets right so why and watch if, a trailer if i'm already sold yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i am interested i yeah. am going to see the movie you know yeah. and i don't want you to like ruin it for me you know like it is shocking how many spoilers are in some trailers you know? yeah and you just yeah. really never know what you're gonna get yourself into and also like you don't want to get overhyped like they could be selling you like just completely way off on the movie. Like some, I don't know. There's probably a, a better verse person to talk about like the the top five movies that were sold in a particular way. Like maybe it was like sold as more of Suicide a comedy. Squad, the first one. Yeah, was actually, a, good was point. a great example of that. They mm-hmm. promoted the shit out of that movie in such a light that they thought that it was going to be like the next big thing, and yeah. it flopped because it was yeah. a terrible. It was terrible, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't. I felt Guardians. I, I seem to remember like a Guardians type of vibe that they were trying to. Trying That's to what they were. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, exactly. They were trying Which is to kind of because ended up like getting the dude who did yeah. Guardians, <laughs> and he did. He did a phenomenal job, man. Like you have to see that movie. It's, I saw it's a couple a lot of reviews. Fun. I saw a couple of sort of like you know. I got I got a sense of what's in it and just like mm-hmm. how over the top it is. And it's like okay, like now we're talking. Like now the movie's got an identity to it. Yeah, this this guy alone is is the main reason why this movie is the shit. What is this? This shark dude. I've never even heard of this character before. It's uh, King Shark. Um, <laughs> so DC has some of the worst names. I'm sorry, man. King yeah, yeah. Shark is a stupid. King Shark. Name. No, but he is badass, man. He is he's my by far my favorite character in that movie. You'll see why because he's he's just awesome. He's mm-hmm. awesome, and he's. But um, I think he his origin story was originally like he was a villain for against Superboy or something like that. Again. Uh, and then he then they like wrote him into Suicide Squad and then they wrote him into like The Flash, I think, also. So, you know, yeah. like 
But um, but the, like, of course, this version is not comic accurate in the movie. Yeah. But he fits the group perfectly, you know, like oh, the man. dynamic. You get what yeah. I'm saying? He's like the big, like super scary monster that's strong as hell. But yeah. he's he's not all there in the head. You know, he's kind of slow. So <laughs> it's the perfect like balance of, of a character. <laughs> See, man, and I love geeking out about all of this stuff, like whether it's video games or music or whatever. Like there, I had this one moment and this is such a stupid story. I'll spend not much time on it that I was at work at one point and we were like helping the city like launch another like transit kind of like a bus line or something and right. i had this like this guy i met this guy who was there for like the launch of this new station this train station that we were launching and this guy who was there and he was like just a fan of public transit right and he was like i knew he knew what like bus routes were going to be changed by this train station i'm like it, it was that in that moment that it dawned on me that like, there is a total dork out there for absolutely everything <laughs> on the planet like there are people who will geek out about everything man and i like yeah. to you know keep it away from public transit mostly in you know the entertainment business but i yeah. i love geeking out about all this stuff dude movies and music and video games and everything it's like tell me more man and it's infectious too when somebody else is into it it's like yeah like tell oh me. yeah that's there yeah, we're pretty much doing we're doing something very very similar in the sense that you know obviously everything that you're doing is based on clearly the things that you love yeah you know yeah and you're ultimately just doing what we're doing right now which is reaching to an audience that can relate in that mm -hmm. sense you know like mm -hmm. my parents don't get it man if you saw Same. if you saw my Same. uh my room where i have my collection and stuff like that all the figures i have man like you would be like oh it's so awesome but there they're like yeah he's he's still collecting yeah, toys he, i guess he never really like, grew out of that huh <laughs> yeah i guess he's still doing that all right but isn't know? that something there's something to be said about that too though about how like at a certain point you kind of just like stop caring about what you're what you're supposed to be doing or what it like you know like quote unquote supposed to be doing like whether right. or not it's your parents or society or whoever it is like there's this amazing moment and i wish i had to like boil down to like something i could capture but there must have been at least a, a or a series of moments where i'm like or I could just live like this with all my toys and my just like yeah. loving the stuff that I love, like and forgetting all the reasons maybe I, why I wouldn't like indulge like I do. Like there's a there's a before and after story I would say on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Mm. I know, I'll, I'll have to uh, dig out those memories. It's some some sort of I don't know hallucinogen or uh, <laughs> meditation or some sort because there's there's something there, man. But here I we think are, we're grown adults. We're, uh, yeah, and honestly, I'm I'm grateful, man. I I love my my childhood, man. Like mm -hmm. all the cool stuff that we grew up with. Like, it's I think that's part of the like how, why I even started getting into what I'm getting into now with the music and everything. And even like on social media, I'm pretty much trying to build an audience. Yeah, by sharing the stuff that I grew up with, you know, mm -hmm. like. It could be a clip from RoboCop or something like that, you know, like I love it. anything like that, whatever. And then, of course, I'm thinking, you know, like and we've all seen it a bunch of times. But the whole point is to put it out there to hopefully start a conversation. Yep. You know, to start going down that like, I guess, whatever you want to call it, like dork out moment mm -hmm. or whatever, geeking out over stuff like, oh, man, I remember when I was uh, uh, staying at my grandma's house and, it, and you know, and, sh and she bought me the VHS and she put it on yeah. the TV for me and like. There's always a, a great story behind yeah. that one piece of entertainment that That's we it. all love dearly. You get me? So yeah. I'm, I'm always uh, fascinated to hear those those little anecdotes, you know, like people's little stories and stuff like that. That's super Same. cool, man. That's the whole that's the that's the origins of this show. And and even as uh, as we close things out there, I, I feel like 
what moments for our kids are going to be that for them? You know, like what, what thing do we as parents or what will the grandparents pick that or what friend will introduce them to like that thing that becomes whatever, like a really cool memory. Like my kids will never know a time where like we introduced like a gaming system other than like maybe them coming to a launch with me, you know, like yeah. we're always just going to have it here. You know, that's right. just something that's going to, that, that'll be their upbringing. Um, yeah, you have to create that in them because I have noticed some things now that my kids are older yeah. is that <clears throat> if they don't uh, have we're never really associated to it like or with it to begin with. Yeah, there's really nothing there. So like the passion that we have for the stuff that we grew up with. Yeah, it's it's for a reason because it, it, it played a huge part with, in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was my that was my parents way of like spoiling me because they came from Colombia, you know, so the that American way, I guess, of like, you know, like the consumer aspect of it and everything. Yeah. You know, my parents like, no, we're going to give you the best of everything, the best toys, best Nintendo, best Game Boy, all that stuff like you're going to have the best. That was yeah. their way of like, you know, spoiling me, I guess, you know. Yeah. So but they don't they know that that had a massive impact on me, mm -hmm. even still to this day that I don't forget that, you know. So if you don't in other words, if it's not a part of it, which that's up to your parents, really, right. it really is, you know, to your environment. It's up yeah. to somebody that'll be like, hey, like, this is cool. You should know this. OK, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and, so. and to me, like, I feel like it actually and maybe this is more about my upbringing. Like, it wasn't really my parents. It was friends. It was always friends. And that, oh, okay. like, that's why, like, the that's music cool. that I listen to with my kids, I think, is really interesting, at least, you know, at this point, And we'll see where that goes. But I do feel like I think that's why I wasn't really into a lot of the stuff I was into until much later. Like, I wasn't really introduced to, like, new stuff until... I don't know, like later on when I was alone in another kid's room and just like, you know, he was like, here's this, here's, here's ACDC, like for the first oh, time, nice. like it was always a friend. It was always like somebody else who was like, sit down yeah. and listen to this. It was never just like in the house, you know, like it was, we never had ACDC or Metallica or any of that stuff. How about like with movies though, like movies and stuff. Cause see my dad, movies he loves yeah. like action movies and stuff like that. You know, like that, that I got from my dad for that, the movie aspect. For sure, from my dad. That, well that's one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I should. Yeah, I could definitely backtrack on that because I mean, movies were also. We would there was like a mom and pop shop down the down the street where it's like you you pay twenty bucks and get twenty rentals. You know, oh, nice this place. So it'd be and we would uh, we would my, <laughs> so bad. I think the statute of limitations is up, but my dad would borrow a VCR from from his work and then we and he would, would hook them up the together. Videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do that too. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, we'd have like three Star Trek movies on like the same tape and stuff. So yeah, we. Yeah. But that was it too. Like we would be you know, these kids in the nineties watching Star Trek movies from whenever else, like that's what we were watching. So we were, we were kind of all over the place. We had, my dad used to buy boot, the $5 bootlegs. See, that would be better. Of, uh, probably quality is probably better. Uh, yeah, no, they were like, like direct VHS rips, <laughs> like S SP also like SP rips. So they were yep. like high quality. You SP, know what I'm saying? SP, yeah. We had three movies on the same VHS just to like save tape, you know, it's just oh, like, yeah. It's, and they look terrible. They it sounded looked like awful. Shit, <laughs> yeah. But whatever, man, you could fit Wayne's world one and two on the same VHS. Like whatever. Exactly. Man. Exactly. So yeah, comedy movies for sure. Like that was that was definitely uh, homegrown, I would say. But yeah, the rest. What's was... uh, your What's one of your favorite uh, comedy movies from comedy, your childhood? You know, it's funny. Like, well, favorite comedy movie. Uh, well, this might be a weird one to to bring up, but like, I feel like Zoolander holds up so well. Like, I oh, really, I love that movie. Really love yeah, Zoolander. Uh, but the Mel Brooks, like when I think about my childhood, it was like it was either like um, Ace Ventura or the the Wayne's World later on with Austin Powers or Mel Brooks. Like men in tights, oh, yeah. space balls, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, those were, it was, it, and so quotable. Like, that was my childhood was just like, 
memorizing movie quotes or whatever yeah. episode of the Simpsons was on that week. And then just trying to try to remember the funny parts and quote them at school. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, for me, I'd probably say weekend at Bernie's. Oh my God. That yeah, movie dude. never gets old, man. I can, <laughs> I can watch that movie over and over. I don't know why. That why. explains a lot. That explains and a I, lot. Actually, I think a lot, a lot of it has to do with just. I remember watching with my dad and him cracking up. You yeah. know, like so. I think that connection too. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It just has a lot to do with that. My dad, my dad was awesome. Well, he's he's still alive, so he's he's still awesome. But um, but yeah, he didn't give he didn't care about anything, man. Like we, yeah. I'd be sitting on his lap watching Nightmare on Elm Street, like type of stuff. Like yeah. when I was like three or four, like. He's like, no, he's fine. He's, he'll, he'll be all right. He's yeah. not scared of this. Did, it didn't do anything to you? Didn't like, I mean. Oh, it, it traumatized the hell me, out yeah. of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did it really? Yeah, it yeah, did, just nightmares course. and was, everything. Yeah. No, not like that. But obviously, like, which is the whole point. You know, you yeah. you watch the scary movie, obviously, for the suspense and everything mm-hmm. that comes with it. So as a kid, I liked it. But of course, I obviously w- was scared of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I have, I have memories of watching Nightmare on Elm Street, the Jason movies and all that stuff, the Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he didn't care, man. Like even RoboCop when the when he got shoots the guy in the in the, in nuts. the nuts. <laughs> I was like uh, watching that. Like at what? How old was I when that came out? That was in eighty eight or eighty nine, yeah. something like that. So I was yeah. probably like four. I was yeah. probably like four or five. Yeah, we're about the same then. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was ter- Terminator. Was the movie was and my wife and I talk about this often. Where it's like there's there's always the movie that kids like talk about. Like there's some kids who got to watch them. And there were some uh-huh. like most kids didn't. It was like it was Terminator, Robocop, and Aliens or Alien back then. Yeah. Like, which mm-hmm. kids got to watch those movies? And everybody else was like, we're all watching Disney and Ace Ventura and whatever else. But my parents bought me the 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 Terminator VHS, the original one. Yeah. And they put you remember on the VHS, like if when you would buy a VHS, the little tab would mm-hmm. be ripped off. Yeah. So you couldn't record over it. Yeah. But if you put a piece of tape over yep. it, you could record over it. Yeah. So the the sex the sex scene with uh Sarah Connor. Oh no way. Uh, my parents they yeah. tuned into like uh like a channel that was like had no signal or whatever. Come on. And they recorded over it, so I wouldn't see it. <laughs> that is next level, dude. That is awesome. They told that's something that like as a kid you would do that to like kind of prank your parents. Like you'd record yeah, yeah. Or something, not maybe not sex. You'd mess up something that they would want to, or maybe even do it by accident. You like put that tape back over. Man, we would do that all the time. How does that? How does that even get discovered as a thing? You know, I think about this all the time. Like before the age of the internet, that is a universal trick that we all yeah. just like knew and learned somewhere. I don't know, like it was in a newspaper or whatever, man. Like, like where yeah. did we learn that from? I don't understand. I, don't know, it. Man. I mean, I, I think for me, it was that I made the connection. I'm like, okay, what's the, I would look at both tapes. I'd of be course. like, okay, what's the difference between this one and this one? There's a tab on this one. That's so This one funny. has the slot, yeah. but it's missing the tab. And that then I was so like, funny. let me try something. And then I put the tape over it. I popped it in, pressed record it, and it would allow me to, yeah. re- to record over. I was like, oh, there you go. So what I started doing was I would just grab my dad's bootlegs of mm-hmm. like, crappy like cheesy retro like hispanic movies like spanish movies and i would grab his tapes and i would like put you know what i would do i'd put the labels of the vhs tapes yeah over them to mask them Mm -hmm. and then i'd write like because i got into wrestling at one point i'd be like wwf whatever raw monday night raw (laughs) and i'd put the date on it and that's it and i would just use that to record stuff on tv (laughs) man i was just thinking about this i don't know why but like the things that we used to do as kids that should have just like drove my dad to just murder us all 
just like <laughs> messing around with all this stuff. And this is a great example of something that we probably, we probably recorded over something that he had maybe like even like on, even tapes, tapes were even easier just to like accidentally record over. Um, yeah, exactly. But like in his mind, he removed the tab and like that tape was safe. You know, like he didn't yeah. probably didn't even know about this, this evil trick that, that would eventually <laughs> come back to be uncovered. But man, you were totally, we, I have to, I have to remember this whenever my kids eventually do something that is just seemingly catastrophic, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, what, I, uh, my stepdaughter, she, uh, she broke one of my guitars. Oh, there it is. That's yeah. kind of in line with what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And, and at the time I was pretty stressed out, you know, like we just like other stuff, you know, whatever, which I didn't really hold her to it like that. It wasn't you know that big of a deal, um, but it was disappointing, obviously. Yeah. But I got just How so broken? angry that I just like she threw it off a cliff or something. Like, what are we talking about? Oh, here? she was running around the, the living room. And yeah. at the at the time where we were living, we were living in a in a two bedroom apartment. And it wasn't, you know, I didn't have like a spare room or anything like I do now, right? So um, I would keep my music stuff in the corner, like the far, far right corner mm-hmm. of the living room, right? So it was like my own little like timeout corner there in the house where I could yeah. play with my instruments. So I had the guitar on the stand and everything and she was running around the couches, running around, yeah. running around. And then boom, clack, and I hear it hit the ground and I hear the, the wood snap, nah. you know, like... So I was just so angry and so discouraged that I probably could have just paid somebody to fix it, mm-hmm. you know, replace, like maybe replace the neck or something. I don't know. I could have, yeah. I probably could have salvaged it, you know, yeah. but I was just so angry that I just threw it out. Yeah. It was like, you know, so yeah, I mean, just keep your stuff as high as possible. <laughs> yeah. So your kids don't. <laughs> well, then, but then if they knock it, then it falls even farther. So there's exactly. That, there's that right. Make sure you reinforce everything. <laughs> I mean, it's going to say, then it just falls on them and then you're in for Maybe it's not broken, but you know whatever. No, but it, but you, you teach them, you know, you t- you you know, you show them. Like I guess they they feed off of you, right? So if they see how you value yeah. and you you know really appreciate your things and take good care of them, you you're ultimately teaching them that. Yeah, you know? obviously, like when you recorded over your dad's you know tape, you just <laughs> you, you had to take extra care to make sure you do it right. Like you put the my labels dad on never, over see, top. My dad never showed how much he loved those VHS tapes. So I just, you know. Oh, so there's that side of it. So, I mean, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't really see that emotional attachment to those tapes. So You know what? You it's know. his own fault for not having a couple extra just blank tapes lying around. You know, exactly, you needed yeah. those. You needed some extra VHS tape lying around. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know. Holy crap. Okay, we'll probably wrap things up there, man. I can't believe how time has flown just chatting with you about God yeah, as well awesome. tonight, man. Yeah. This is super fun. Do you want to let people know or know whoever's listening uh, at this point where they can find all your stuff? I've got your YouTube channel up on my screen here and I'll include cool. links, but yeah, where can people find stuff? Yeah, so I'm mostly active on Instagram. That's that's mainly where I'm doing everything. You know, like I said, I, I'm trying to build a community kind of like what we're doing. You know, I would I would love to build a community where there's like 10,000 of us. Yeah. You know, that are like minded. That's that's kind of my goal. And, and, you know, to build a community where we can all get together and, and just reminisce. Yeah. You know, so and just, cool. you know, like the, and, just, and I'm pretty much kind of just like I feel like I'm leading the way. I'm like, all right, I'm going to start a group, but let's all put this together. You know, everybody that's like minded. And yeah, you know, and I make music and stuff and anybody wants to check it out. You're more than welcome to. If you want to support it, that's great. Awesome. But I'm mostly active on Instagram. Uh, Nanoverse dot music. Uh, that's the Instagram that I have the YouTube channel. I do a lot of video editing. So um, <clears throat> for the album, what I've done 
what I've been working on recently while I'm like doing the finishing touches, I've been doing some edits, right? So like I'll grab like footage from something and I'll just be like a scene from a movie or whatever, you know? Very cool. Uh, and then I'll play with certain tracks to see which ones sit well with it and mm -hmm. kind of have like flow and everything. And then, you know, if it works, I'll, I'll, I'll render it, bounce it, mix it together and then, you know, post it up on YouTube. So I already have a couple lined up. The, the first uh, track for the new album, I did a, an edit with Robocop. Uh, so that's that's gonna be up uh, actually on Friday. I'm gonna post that one on Friday on nice. YouTube. So yep. that one will be up on Friday. And yeah, man, just but yeah, Instagram is mainly where I'm at, and YouTube. Those are like my main two things that I'm focusing on right now. I do a little bit of Twitter, not as much. I still kind of haven't gotten the hang of that. But I personally just prefer Instagram uh, platform wise. So that works, man. Well, thanks so much for carving out time tonight and late into the evening, my friend. Just talking about all the things, man. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, man. No, I had a blast, man. Thank you for having me on, and for sure, I look forward to hopefully doing this again with you, man. Holy crap, we went down a rabbit hole, man. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. The music at the start. Normally I get the music from OC Remix, um, but but that was Nanoverse music. That was that was great. That X-Men song, has it been in stuck in your head the whole time? Because that's kind of how that thing that thing works for me. Uh, thank you so much, Nanoverse, for, for spending time, for chatting about, man, things I don't really get a chance to, to do too much anymore. And again, this was a conversation we had last week so sometimes I and I and and maybe contrary to popular belief, I don't re-listen <laughs> when I put these episodes together. So, um, man, I I feel like the the notion of like that there's decades in my life now where I've really dedicated, or or maybe better parts of a decade, maybe not an entire ten years for for each of these, but there's good portions of my life where I really dove deep into movies, I dove deep into music. Right now I'm in the video games kind of portion, and I've never thought of it in that way until I kind of talk things through uh, with Nanoverse on this, because I'm always talking about video games and whatever else on this show. So just doing things a little bit differently. I have a huge amount of appreciation for Nanoverse for taking me down that road, for you guys for checking it out and listening and sticking with it. And who knows what next week will bring. I know who it brings. I'm not even going to give it away. I don't like to jinx it, you know, who who the next guest is. Unless I've already recorded the episode, sometimes I'll say, like, this is the person who's coming up next. I, in those cases, the, the the chat has already been done. But I've got, I've got somebody booked. I'm excited to talk to them. And you guys, you should be excited for it as well. If you want to support the show, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And you can find all the things that we do at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Um, we're on Instagram as well and on Twitter, Yumi Capri's and Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. How did I forget to talk about this at the start? Halo is here. Halo is happening. There's a there's a flight. There's a whatever you call it, a tech test, a beta. We're playing it. That might be over by the time you're listening to this, unless you're on Patreon, in which case, tonight, we're playing Halo tonight if you're on Patreon. That's how it works. As Ryan Turford would say on the Xbox Drive, you put a little tip in the tip jar and out comes content. It's like a vending machine. I love how he says that. I'm stealing it. This is the end of the show, though. You can hear the music kind of like getting to the end. It's going to go like... I love this music. Dude, Nanoverse, if you can jump on this, like if you can get... I want a Nanoverse version of this song. This was like a free, royalty-free thing that I stole from the internet that was free, so it's not really stealing. But, dude, this is the end of the show. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next time. Nanoverse, hit me up with that song. Jason! Jason!
Jason! Jason! Jason! Jason! Jason! Sean! 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 Jason! 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 